for somebody's favorite radio program. Come on, it's showtime. Why do I hear voices? That's the radio. This is the radio. Something different, something that'll really hit the spot. Great, right, let's get started. All right, kids, it's showtime. The Evening Eds with Todd Host. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. It is the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Heard over the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Broadcasting from WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. Over... KRMG in Tulsa, WOKV in Jacksonville, and WSB in Atlanta. The telephone number works nationwide, 937-457-1290. Got a question. Have you ever found a large amount of money, just stumbled upon it? Maybe it was hidden somewhere. Maybe it's cash you forgot about. This topic has come up before on the show. You see these stories all the time where people like uh, uncover large amounts of money. And then there's always that, uh, that philosophical question. Do you keep it? Do you turn it in? What do you do with it? And uh, a couple of stories this week. Caught my attention. We'll get to here in a second. Uh, It's also a National Tattoo Day. We're going to talk a little bit about tattoos. And I don't know if you've seen this video. It's uh, been floating around. It's uh, some sort of weird creature. People are saying that maybe it's the, uh, maybe it's an alien. Maybe it's uh, the Chuba, what is it, Chuba Cabra uh, in Texas. Um, The video, it's showing up on videos in Texas. I think in uh, now Kentucky couple places I've seen this over the last month or two. We're going to talk about that. Also, Bigfoot. We had a Bigfoot sighting here in the Miami Valley. So, yeah, uh, Kevin, my producer, you were off last week. You didn't know. We, we had a, uh, a Bigfoot uh, sighting this past week here in the uh, Dayton area. And I'm sure there are people out there that have had their own Bigfoot encounters. Were you able to reach the, the witnesses? I, I was not. No, they were. They remained anonymous. It was a mom and her daughter, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we have so much more uh, to talk about tonight on the show. But here's the story, these two stories about people finding money. The first one I could sort of relate to on a couple of levels. This happened in uh, Philadelphia. There's a woman who's on TikTok um, saying that she was shopping at a thrift store. And she bought a coach handbag. Um, She bought the handbag. She brought it home. And she says it was kind of dirty. It was kind of dingy. And she wanted to clean it up. I mean, coach, coach bags are not cheap. You clean them up. You know, you can actually turn around and uh, sell them for a pretty decent amount on uh, eBay. I've seen stuff like that. My wife has a couple of coach items. Uh, But the woman uh, says she was cleaning up the purse that she only, she bought for seven bucks. That's pretty good for a coach uh, coach bag. It was at a uh, Salvation Army store. And uh, in the video, she says she was uh, taking the flap out of the bottom of the bag. You know, that's that cardboard uh, piece. She pulls it out, and underneath is an envelope. Inside, $300 cash. 
and a letter from the person who previously owned the, uh, the purse. One time when I bought uh, some used Dockers at a thrift store, I've told this story before on the show. I, I go in, I'm with my wife, I'm going through, and I'm a big guy. And lots of times they don't have big guy clothes. Big and tall, as they say. But I happened to find a pair of ca- uh, khakis. And they were my size. So I didn't, I, I'm not one to try on stuff, especially if you're, you're paying only a couple of bucks for it. I'm not going to go into a uh, dressing room at a thrift store. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. But I, I grabbed these pants and I took them home. And we get home and my wife's like, well, let me see how I want to see the fashion show. <laughs> yeah, some uh, middle-aged fat guy in uh, khakis. Quite the fashion show. But anyway, I put them on. And I walk into the other room, and I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, here they are. And I reach into my uh, pockets to pose. And uh, I pull out like 28 bucks. Somebody had left $28 in cash (laughs) inside the pants. So not only did I get the pants for free, I got beer that night. Free beer. But uh, this woman found $300 in cash and a letter. And the letter uh, was uh, written by a woman by the name of Martha. I love this. This is great. Uh, Martha writes, I have three children. They will give all my things to goodwill when I die. So I am putting their inheritance inside all my favorite things. (laughs) That is one spiteful mom. Uh, Martha went on to write that this particular purse was also special to her because she said it was a purse given to her by her husband's girlfriend. Sort of, she says, sort of. Here's the sordid tale. Uh, Martha writes she actually came home early from a visit from her parents' house. And her husband apparently had his girlfriend at the house while she was out of town. Uh, She says she must have left quickly because she forgot her bag and shoes. (laughs) So Martha began carrying the bag every single day. And not once did her husband ever realize where the bag and where the shoes came from. That's like an oblivious guy, right? You know, you're not going to know what, uh, what shoes or bag your, your girlfriend's, uh, wearing over to your house. But anyway, she says, I uh, carried it daily and I'm giving it away because my kids don't want it. So go buy yourself a new bag. Love Martha with the $300. I'll tell you what, if I had, uh, if I'd gotten that letter, I would have gone right back to that thrift store, not to return the money. No, I, I would start going through every other bag that I could find. And see if she'd uh, donated any other bags. Or maybe shoes. You know, that could be it. A lot of people will, will uh, hide cash, rolls of cash inside their shoes. In their closet. Find the matching shoes and I bet there's another $300. So you'd have 600 bucks plus matching shoes and a, and a coach purse. That's perfect. And then the second story... And by the way, if you have found uh, money in an unusual place, 937-457-1290, the second story comes from Wildwood, New Jersey. When you hear something like this, you always wonder what's buried out there in your yard. 
especially if you live in a house that's very old and it's been there for decades and decades. At some point, somebody has probably buried or dropped something, especially if the house was built in the early 20th century. And here's why a lot of people, and this story relates to this, a lot of people during the Depression especially didn't trust the banks. So they would keep their money in their house or they'd, uh, they'd uh, bury it in the backyard. I mean, you hear stories like that all the time. People go and renovate a house that was built in the, uh, the teens or the 20s and they find cash in the walls. A man was in the process of uh, making major uh, renovations to his house when he made a shocking discovery. Uh, he was digging underneath a uh, porch, and he thought that he had uncovered trash, like somebody had buried trash, which some people probably have done many times. But to his surprise, he actually uh, dug up two tightly wound cigar-shaped rolls of cash filled with 10s and 20s. Two of them. They just look like little balls of socks. You know, like somebody had just discarded or buried $2,000 in cash. Uh, each bill was in pristine, in pristine condition. So it, it was wrapped in plastic and then it was you know, wrapped in uh, this, uh, this little cigar-shaped roll. And the, the cash was minted in 1934. Uh, he thinks somebody either robbed a bank and buried it there, or somebody didn't trust the banks. <laughs> I get it. Uh, during the uh, height of the Depression. The man says he's not going to spend any of the newfound cash. To him, $2,000 is worth the story. They did say in the story that uh, if somebody had invested that money that with inflation and like didn't touch it with inflation and interest and all that, it would be worth like $43,000. That's not bad. But uh, yeah, that's pretty good. I've always wondered. It's like old houses. My wife and I used to live in an old house and uh, there were crawl spaces down in the basement that you could see there was kind of something back there. But we just, you know, I couldn't get in there. It was too, too small of a space to, uh, to climb. And uh, we didn't have a, a reacher that was long enough. It'd be interesting to see uh, what that was. But I, you know, I doubt it was anything uh, of value. But uh, if you've ever uh, found uh, cash somewhere, 937-457-1290. Kevin, yeah? Did you find money? No, but uh, my aunt and my uncle actually bought a property up in New Hampshire uh, about a decade ago, maybe about 12 years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, that come to find out, it was uh, on the historical map of that, that part of New Hampshire. And they found a hidden compartment that went to an attic compartment where they found a bunch of historical artwork, historical documents from the really? town. Really? And stuff that they actually turned in into the town. They lived in Manchester. So somebody was hiding uh, city uh, papers and artwork. Yep, and it was it was like interesting. Portraits. It was like portraits. Portraits of people that had lived there yep. back in the past. From the they were all from wow. the eighteen hundreds. Wow, that's pretty cool. And there was also to your trash note, there was also like this cachet of glass bottles from the early nineteen hundreds that was buried on the side of the barn that was right on their property. Cool. 
That's kind of cool. Uh, 937-457-1290. Uh, I saw this story, too. This doesn't have anything to do with uh, found money. I'm just going to make a prediction here. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I never, I never got into it. I, I know what it is. I know people love it. I just never started watching it. But I saw that um, the town that it was filmed in, in Albuquerque, I guess they filmed a lot of it in Albuquerque. Um, well, Albuquerque is the, the town, but in New Mexico. They are going to uh, be putting a couple of uh, statues in the town of the characters Walter, uh, Walter White, who was played by uh, Brian Cranston, and Jesse Pinkman, played by actor Aaron Paul. This is true. They're putting these two characters, a uh, bronze statue in the town, and uh, the, uh, the statues were donated by Sony Television. And uh, this is a big deal. They're actually doing this. It's going to be revealed uh, July 29th. And uh, I'm making a prediction right now. People are going to become outraged that they are putting statues of drug dealers <laughs> in their town. Am I right? Do you think it's going to happen, Kevin? All I wanted to say to you was, so they're putting statues of drug dealers in this town, but Cheez-It won't give right. you a statue in Cheese Dayton. It, Cheez-It has not responded to my <laughs> many requests for a Cheez-It statue here in uh, Dayton, the city of uh, the birthplace of Cheez-It. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be, I don't care that they're putting up drug dealer uh, statues. I get it. It's a TV show. But you know there's going to be people who's going to complain. They're going to be outraged. But that's even worse, that they're fake drug dealers right, they're not. from a show. It's not like it's Fidel Castro. Right, right, right. Or not, not Castro, excuse me, the, um, the, the other one. The, the other one? The, yeah, the big, the, the, uh, the big C. I can't remember his name. Capone? No. It was another drug dealer. I don't know who you're talking he about. Helped his, he, he helped his town, though. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, Escobar. That was the guy. That's instead the guy. Of, instead of Capone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any uh, uh, statues of uh, Pablo Escobar or Al Capone for that matter. But you could understand if there was. Sure. Yeah, I got you. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. I will never, ever let our child be named Todd. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Can I offer you a tattoo? A tattoo? God, that tattoo. Tattoos? Tattoo. Tattoos. Tattoos? Dirty tattoos. Look for extensive tattooing. Nice tattoo. What kind of tattoo artist has no tattoos? One tattoo is the drama tattoo. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time, it is National Tattoo Day. And a uh, Harris poll reveals that 29% of people have at least one tattoo. This is insane. According to this poll, nearly 50% of millennials have a tattoo. 47% followed by Gen Xers, 36% baby boomers. Uh, more Democrats than Republicans have uh, tattoos, only by uh, 2%. Uh, let's see, 33% uh, of people have tattoos, says that uh, makes them feel sexy. 32% say more attractive, 27% say more uh, rebellious. Now, Kevin, I know that you have a multitude of tattoos. Greg Gidding, 
No. No, absolutely not? No. There was uh, part of this uh, survey, they talked to a two-removal specialist. And uh, he uh, listed the top six tattoos that people most often have removed. Any guesses on what the number one is? People's names? That stamp is number one on the list. I was practicing maneuverability. I used to listen to your radio station in my car, and that's... Been irreverent. Seriously funny. Everybody, could I uh, have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, hold on, dummy. Just you listen to me. Now, listen to me carefully. Boy's got something to say to me. Why don't you talk into the microphone? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. I'm not saying it's space aliens, right? But it goes without saying it's space aliens. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Heard over WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. KRMG in Tulsa. WSB in Atlanta. And WOKB in Jacksonville. Shout out to Colleen and Daryl. Just sent me a message via Messenger that they are uh, listening to the show and having a root beer float at the root beer stand. So, hey to Colleen and Daryl and also uh, Kim. She's uh, driving home from work. So, uh, we talked about this at the top of the show. There's a weird alien-like creature. And no, the show is not turning into Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> but sometimes these things, you know, they kind of go mainstream, right? Uh, there is a weird alien-like creature uh, that's been caught on camera uh, near the Armorilla, uh, Armorilla Zoo. And this happened uh, maybe a month or so ago. And I remember the picture. It looks very odd. I can't tell what it is. I mean, isn't it interesting? And somebody made this point the other day when NASA released those amazing photos from that $50 billion uh, telescope of the deep, the deepest areas of space that we can't get a decent shot of a uh, alien or a, or a Bigfoot or something like that. Everything's blurry. Well, that's what this sh- uh, shot is. But uh, now this, uh, this same creature has been caught at a, on a home surveillance camera in Kentucky. And uh, it's kind of interesting what it looks like. It looks like the same kind of creature. It has a, a weird sort of walk. You know what it reminds me of is uh, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Hello, my pretty. You know what I'm talking about? Or that guy, that creepy guy. That's kind of what it looks like. Has the same walk and everything. So I don't, you know, I don't know. When you see that and you see the similarities, there's a part of you that thinks, okay, somebody's just really, really up on Photoshop and can, you know, create uh, these funny, you know, videos that they are trying to pawn off as being real, but I'm not sure. Have you seen it, Kevin? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have not. I have not seen it, but I know in Iceland they still believe in fairies and trolls. Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't look much like a fairy. I'm not sure what it looked like. And elves. Yeah. It just looked like that creature from the Lord of the Rings. So we'll see. But it's interesting that it showed up on a video in Texas. 
and then uh, now in Kentucky. So, I don't know, maybe it's traveling. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, Bigfoot. Now, here's the deal. Uh, I know this show, is it's on in Tulsa. Oklahoma is a hotbed of Bigfoot activity. It is a hotbed of Bigfoot activity. And I'm sure that there are folks listening that, that are hearing this show right now live on Sunday night, the 17th of July, that you have had some sort of Bigfoot encounter. Uh, and it's the same with uh, folks in, in uh, Atlanta. I know people down there have had uh, encounters, or they think they did, as the folks in Florida have. Bigfoot's all over the place. But we had a Bigfoot sighting right here in the Dayton area this past week. For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures roaming the vast mountain regions of the Pacific Northwest and Canada. Hundreds of people have encountered these creatures the Indians call Sasquatch. In some remote wilderness where man has never been, these creatures are living in complete solitude. I'll tell you what, that little clip is from a, uh, a movie that came out in the 70s called uh, Sasquatch, The Legend of Bigfoot. And I fell in love with the whole idea of Bigfoot when I saw that documentary. It's not even really a documentary. It's like a, it's a spoof. But it was so good and uh, just captivated me as a little kid. I was probably six years old. It was a rainy Sunday afternoon, and I remember watching that on the old uh, RCA Victor TV in my parents' house, and oh my gosh, I just, uh, I just fell in love with the whole idea of, uh, of Bigfoot. So did you see Harry and the Hendersons oh, in theaters? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have saw it in theaters, but that's how, that was the movie that first introduced me to Bigfoot when I yeah. was a little kid, and yeah. I loved it. So I, because of that movie, now I'm a fan of Bigfoot. Yeah, I, I, love the, I love the whole notion of Bigfoot. I'm not sure that I really believe in Bigfoot, but I love the idea. I love the mythology around it. I love watching uh, grown adult men and women go traipsing out into the woods and camping, uh, trying to uh, communicate with Bigfoot by uh, knocking uh, sticks on the side of a tree. I love the howls. I, you know, I just, I love it. I love it all. It's just, it's great. But we had a uh, we actually had a Bigfoot sighting, in air quotes, uh, here in the uh, Miami Valley. This happened this past week, and this was reported on uh, Beefro. That's the Bigfield Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization uh, Facebook page. Beefro. Uh, this uh, this happened uh, near the Little Miami River bike trail west of Fort Ancient. Happened during the day. Uh, it was a daylight sa- uh, sighting of Sasquatch crossing a bike trail, heading towards the river. Uh, the two witnesses were a mother and daughter. Uh, mother is a full-time uh, nurse. Daughter is 12 years old. They were out uh, on the bike trail, and they say that the sighting took place when they were less than 100 feet away from this creature. And it was only a split second they saw it. Just a few seconds, and oh, there's Sasquatch. Uh, they described a tall, thick uh, creature with long arms swinging. 
Solid black color and texture like a bear. And it had a flowing walk. But it wasn't running. Uh, daughter says she saw it better than mother, but both uh, saw it and reacted to it. Uh, the witnesses say they knew very little about the Bigfoot subject prior to the incident. Mom says that when they got home, she told the daughter to look up images of Bigfoot. And daughter found a still frame of the Patterson film, the famous uh, Patterson film of Bigfoot uh, walking and looking over its shoulder. Uh, she says it looked just like that. Uh, they said there was no game trail heading into the woods where it crossed. Uh, they rode past the spot shortly after. See, I, would, I don't know that I would do that. I would be very cautious um, after the sighting, but could not see the, the uh, figure in the woods between the trail and riverbank. But they say it definitely was not a bear. Now, there have been spottings of bears down in that area. Uh, there's, a, there's a town not far from there. This took place uh, near a place called uh, Orgonia, Ohio, and that is south of uh, Dayton. But there have been bear, bear sightings down in that area. So I'd be curious to know what, uh, what they saw. If it wasn't a Sasquatch, it had to be something, right? Um, they say this is not uh, the first credible sighting of a Sasquatch near that area. So there's been other sightings. But I know that down in, uh, in Oklahoma, and this was in the news like uh, last year sometime, maybe earlier this year, where somebody suggested, some uh, politician suggested that they create a Sasquatch uh, Sasquatch hunting season and i think they wanted to sell uh, licenses to go out and hunt bigfoot if i'm not mistaken but i'd love to get somebody's reaction on that 937-457-1290 um and i think in florida there's been uh was it swamp man isn't that uh sort of the uh the florida version of sasquatch there's like a swamp man I know that uh, I know that people uh, are into the whole uh, Sasquatch thing. Maybe maybe they've had an encounter. They've been out in the swamps of Florida, traipsing around, hunting for gator and python, and they come come across uh, Swamp Man, Squatch or something. Nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety. We have a rapper watch. The dopest rapper in the bridge. I'm a rapper. Oh, you're a rapper. Oh, okay. The hottest new rap star. You were rapping the other day was seriously amazing. Like for sure. There's your rapper. I ain't making no money rapping. Play some rap music. That's my thing. I rap. You rap about cheese sandwich. So uh, we've got a couple of rappers. They were in the news this week. The big one is uh, the rapper Kodak Black. Now, Kevin, I know you're a big rap fan. Uh, you've heard of Kodak Black, uh, Kodak Black, I'm sure, right? I am aware of Kodak Black. Yeah, he was uh, arrested during a traffic stop in Florida. Uh, Kodak Black was driving a purple Dodge Durango. Turns out the, uh, the truck had expired uh, license. And it also had, uh, oh, I hate this, windows that were tinted too dark for the legal limit. Doesn't that drive you nuts? I remember when tinted windows uh, were a big thing, a uh, brand new big thing here in Ohio back in the uh, early, or I'd say mid to late 80s. 
and I bought a used car that had uh, tinted windows, and I got stopped by the police three times. And they never gave me a ticket, but they gave me warning saying that my windows were tinted too darkly. So I had to get that fixed. Uh, but when they searched uh, Kodak Black's uh, car, they also found $75,000 in cash, which I don't think is an, probably an unusual thing for a successful rapper to have. Right? You always got to have cash in, uh, on hand. Uh, but they also found a small clear bag of 31 tablets of oxycodone which is probably not something that law enforcement looked too kindly on. Uh, but anyway, he was arrested, and uh, online records show that as of Saturday morning, he was still in jail, but we'll see. Uh, he was arrested back in 2019 uh, and sentenced to more than three years in prison on a weapons charge after he pleaded guilty to knowingly make false uh, statements when trying to acquire firearms. However... On his last day in office, President Donald Trump commuted Black's weapon sentence, calling the rapper, quote, a prominent artist and community leader. So there you go. That's, uh, that's the first story. The second story, and I didn't know that this guy was a rapper, the son of two-time Grammy Award winner Cindy Lauper. Did you know that Cindy Lauper's son was a rapper? I didn't know. Yeah. His name is uh, Declan Dex Thornton Lopper. He's 24, uh, aspiring rapper. He was charged with uh, one felony count of unauthorized use of a vehicle. Apparently, Thursday, he was arrested. He was sitting in the driver's seat of a vehicle that had been reported stolen two years ago. <laughs> wow. Two years ago, and they just found it. Um... The plates were registered to a different vehicle as well. Uh, Dex Lopper has 2.3 million Instagram followers uh, and has previously collaborated with g Easy. You know who g Easy is? No. Why are you giving him a thumbs down? Because I didn't want to do it over the mic. Well, why are you intimidated by g Easy? There is absolutely nothing about g Easy <laughs> that intimidates me in any way whatsoever. Well, uh, I guess this uh, Dex Lauper is also an actor, and he's voiced characters on Bob's Burgers. Didn't know that. Uh, but he is the only child of uh, 80s pop star Cindy Lauper and uh, David Thornton, whom she married in 1991. So there you go. Here's your uh, your rapper watch for uh, this Sunday night. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Todd, that's good! The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Come on now, more margaritas. Come on now, more margaritas. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Love margaritas. We got a place here in Dayton called Elsa's that has a margarita, the bad one, that will knock you on your butt. But something I didn't know about margaritas, apparently there is a danger 
danger from drinking margaritas outside. This can't be true. Doctors are warning uh, drinkers of margaritas to be careful when drinking the tasty cocktail outside. It turns out there's something called margarita burn. It can actually burn you. Here's the th- here's here. I know it sounds strange. Uh, doctors say if you get a drift of margarita on your skin or hands and don't wipe it off, and you're out in the sun, that the uh, citrus ingredients reacts with the sunlight, and it could result in essentially what is a chemical burn. I guess that makes sense, but I never, never thought about that before. Uh, A doctor says a uh, reaction that occurs over 24 hours can cause redness, burning, irritation, even blisters on the skin, and limes are the most common cause of the margarita burn. Uh, Doctors have uh, recently noticed more cases of margarita burns. Wonder why? People drinking margaritas more? Are they just more uh, sloppy, drunk when they're drinking it? Or maybe they're spending more time at home. Could be. Uh, They urge people uh, to make sure you wash your hands after handling citrus in the sun. So there you go. If you're enjoying a uh, margarita right now, you might want to be careful. Uh, Coming up next hour, we're going to talk about tire extinguishers. Any idea what that is? No, it's not no. an actual, yeah, it's not, a, it's not an extinguisher that you use to put out a tire fire. That is not it at all. It's actually an eco-terrorist group. Yes, and they have struck in the United States. This is a real thing. And we're going to talk about it coming up here on the Evening Edge. Gotta say, love your show. We listen to it here. We listen to it at the lake here on all the time. The Evening Edge with Todd Host. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Where's the radio? Let's see if we can get some sounds. He's nice. He's funny. We gotta circulate this on radio. Leave Sunday night open. He's, uh, funny. Very funny. Weird and funny. Broadcasting on all frequencies. Enjoy the show. The Evening Edge with Todd Host. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Everyone thinks I'm a dummy, but I don't care if they say that. They're just dumb and crusty and poopy. It is the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Heard over the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Broadcasting live from WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. Heard over KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma. WOKV in Jackson, Florida, and WSB in Atlanta, Georgia. I was really thinking that we would get calls. Last hour, we were talking about a Bigfoot sighting here in uh, the Dayton area. I thought for sure we would get calls from people in Oklahoma. Because that is like a hotbed of squatch activity. 
Maybe not. Maybe it's all just a bunch of hyperbole. Who knows? 937-457-1290. So there is a uh, terrorist organization operating right here in the United States. And it's, uh, it's not what you might think. This group is called the Tire Extinguishers. And Tire, in this case, is spelled T-Y-R-E. It started in the U.K., and these, uh, quote, eco-warriors have been damaging SUVs in a number of U.S. cities. Have you heard about this? The tire extinguishers. Um, what they do is they go around and deflate the tires of SUVs because they see SUVs as a threat to global warming. This is true. This is really happening. Um, The four cities that they have hit so far include New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, and apparently the SUV hotbed of America, Scranton, PA, (laughs) for some reason. Uh, But they claim to have hit more than 5,000 SUVs across the country. And when they do, they put a... uh, like a little flyer on the car. And uh, basically it says that uh, you are responsible for global warming and uh, we are doing what we can to try to fight it. Uh, The poster tells victims you'll be angry, but don't take it personally. It's not you. It's your car. Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you know it's going to come from this, right? I can see it happen. I can see the sensationalism coming. What do you think it's going to be? Is is going to be the first activist group to fall victim to a RICO case. I think that's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to get caught getting at one of these one of these vehicles, and then they're going to be associated with this group, and they're going to be able to tie it together, and then they're going to it's going to be a RICO case for a civil case. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's vandalism, and it's uh, it's not the first time, you know, an eco-terrorist group has, uh, has attacked uh, something in the United States. But the thing that's interesting about this is that they're, they're going down to the street level. They're not trying to hit some big factory or some government agency or whatever it is. They're going after unsuspecting people who happen to be uh, driving SUVs. Now, like I said, it's only happened in four cities, but they are calling for more of these SUV attacks throughout the country. But the thing that's screwy about this, and I, I mean, clearly, I don't agree with any of that, that they, that they should be doing this. Uh, but the thing that's really screwy is that they, on their website, they actually have a website that says hybrids and electric cars are also fair game. We cannot electrify our way out of the climate crisis. So according to these loons, it doesn't matter whether it's an SUV or not. If it's an electric car, a hybrid or an electric car, they say that's fair game. So what, what do they want? They want people walking and riding bikes? Views. Is that, well... They want views. But they're actually do, they're out there doing it. There's videos of it. There's pictures of it. People, people going out and deflating uh, car tires. Now, I didn't see in the story if they're slashing the tires. 
right? If they're if they're taking a knife and just uh, cutting a hole in it and slashing it, and then the owner has to go through the whole expense of replacing the tire, which again is self-defeating, because if everybody has to go out and replace the tire, what happens to the tire? The tire gets thrown into a, a landfill somewhere, which isn't good for the environment. Or it, it, it ends up uh, catching on fire, like you see every once in a while. Big uh, piles of tires catching on fire. That screws with the environment. Not to mention the factories that make the tires. You know, what, what sort of CO2 are they putting into the air? I wonder what they're doing about the big 18-wheelers that truck their tofu across the country yeah. for their <laughs> vegan diets. I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. If a trucker catches one of these people doing that, look out. They will stand their ground, likely. Yes, yes. They will uh, They will use a metal crowbar on, on someone's uh, knee or neck. One of the two. Oh, we have some breaking news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. Uh... It's official. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are married. They have remarried. They got married uh, yesterday, according to CNN, in Las Vegas. So there's your, there's your breaking Further news. Further bulletins as the news develops. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? How long do you think that'll last? Until they make Geely 2. Oh, my God. Is that what drove the wedge between them, do you think? You think it was that awful movie? It could be. But anyway, back to these uh, tire extinguishers. An unidentified uh, spokesperson for the uh, UK-based terrorist group told Fox News it plans to expand massively across the United States. And they're calling for people to join their, uh, their ranks of eco-terrorism. Uh, we also support... Oh. They also support keying SUVs. Cause unsightly damage to these death machines, they're called, uh, enraging their owners and sending a message that these vehicles will never be safe. That's what they announce on their uh, website. So there you go. The tire extinguishers. Now you've heard about them. They will expand. You know they will. It's only four cities. New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Scranton. <laughs> Why Scranton? Scranton. Any thoughts on that? Why Scranton, PA? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just had somebody living there. I want one of them to get caught and then someone to make a TikTok video of making them wash their big SUV and then kissing it after they leave. Replacing or fixing the tire. I bet, I bet none of them know how to even replace a, a, a flat tire. You know? Probably not. Uh, we have an idiot of the week. You are a stupid, stupid idiot! Comes from upbringing. Parents are probably idiots too. Idiot! Wake up, idiot! Silly dilly dokio. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this one is pretty solid. Um, I always look for people who have done idiotic things in the news and I bring them to the show. And that's what we talk about their idiocy because we are surrounded really by idiots. Everywhere you look, whenever you turn on the TV, you get on social media, maybe even on the radio, you hear it. We, we are surrounded by idiots. This comes from uh, Minnesota. A uh, teenage female driver reportedly crashed her car last week 
while she was watching the Netflix show Stranger Things while driving. Uh, cops say the teen's vehicle veered fully in the oncoming lane of a semi-truck. The uh, truck driver swerved into the shoulder to avoid a collision, but the semi-trailers, um, the trailer still hit the teen's vehicle, causing her to roll multiple times. Uh, the teen only suffered uh, minor injuries, and police say that uh, the move by the semi-driver probably saved her life. Well, of course, would have been a head-on collision. Uh, at first, the female driver denied being on her cell phone before the crash, but the investigating deputies observed that her vehicle's Bluetooth system was still streaming the audio of Stranger Things after the accident. Have you seen the stories of uh, guys getting busted for crashing their car because they were watching porn on their phone? We had a story like that a year or two ago, and there were like a couple right in a row where guys were out there driving, watching porn on their phone, and then they end up crashing. I could see somebody doing that in a Tesla. Not that that's ever a good idea, but I could see somebody doing that in a Tesla that drives itself. You shouldn't do it, but I could see that. You should lose your license for that. I firmly Forever. believe this. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the girl uh, finally admitted that she, she was watching uh, Stranger Things when she crashed. We have a second uh, idiot of the week. This one comes from uh, Missouri. Highway Patrol there says a pilot of a small plane that landed on a stretch of highway was drunk and ran out of fuel before touching down. Yeah, so uh, this happened, um, let's see, yeah, it happened in Missouri. This happened on Interstate 70. They say the plane was flying from Florida, Florida, to an airport in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Downtown. Uh, it ran out of fuel and landed on the westbound lanes of Interstate 70 early Friday, blocking the roadway. Uh, the pilot reportedly commuted, uh, communicated via radio about the fuel situation and upon landing had a minor collision with a guardrail. Well, he's lucky that's all he hit. Uh, investigators say the pilot uh, was intoxicated and arrested. But here's the thing. They let him go. He was charged. He, he, he was charged with um, DWI. Felony possession of a controlled substance because apparently he had marijuana with him. And felony unlawful possession of a firearm. So he had guns and he had drugs and he was drunk and he ran out of fuel and he landed on a highway and they let him go. He was released from jail. Trooper said the pilot was the only person on board the plane and suffered only minor injuries. That right there is a flight risk. He can fly. You know he'll probably get his plane back. But they let him go. That's crazy. Couple of idiots of the week there for you here on the Evening Edge. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. 
And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290 or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Telephone numbers 937-457-1290. We just had a quote-unquote breaking news alert (laughs) about Ben Affleck and J-Lo getting married again. You know, it's funny, whenever there's a story like that, if you go to any of the... uh, Facebook pages of the news outlets that uh, post that story because it's, I mean, it doesn't, who cares really, but it's, it's part of our culture. It's part of what's going on, whether you like it or not. But the thing that that's so amusing to me are the comments from the people who will go on and on and on about how much they don't care about it. It's funny to me. It's like, if you don't care, why are you even commenting? And why do you think I care that you don't care? It makes no sense. It's somehow, uh, I think it might be therapeutic, right? They, uh, they, they just feel like they have to emote. They have to let the world know how angry and disgruntled they are. I think that's what uh, road rage is because I experienced it on my way in. And it's so stupid. I'm on a, I'm on a tight schedule here when I'm coming into the station. Right, I, I got to come in. I got to prep for the show. I got stuff to do. And I stopped at a uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And this was, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon. There was one car in the checkout line. And I'm not kidding. Five minutes it took them. And I was starting to lose my mind. And, what, and I, I put my window down so I could hear what they were doing. They were ordering a dozen donuts but they were specifically asking for certain donuts. Instead of just getting out of the car and going in, and it's, a, it's an American tradition. You, order, you go in, I, uh, give me two of those, I want one of those, give me three of those. You know what I mean? This person is like trying to order each specific donut at the drive-thru. It was driving me absolutely nuts. And then the poor girl who's on the other side you know, who's taking the order, is getting all flustered. She's like, did you want two of the Bismarcks or three? No, I only want one Bismarck and one boss. You know, it was that kind of thing. And I'm sitting there, like, fuming. Just, I said, I gotta let somebody know how angry I am. That's what social media has become. It kind of has, hasn't it? A little bit? Uh, we have a dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb, so many dumb ways to die. When we do these stories, we're not making fun of these people. We are sh- merely sharing their cautionary tale for you when you're out there running around in the wild. If you're not careful. Death could be around every corner. An Ohio man who planned to sell bombs so he could pay off his new lawnmower was killed when the devices that he was building exploded. 
Ashtabula County Sheriff says when emergency workers arrived at the property over the weekend, they found debris all over the place and the garbage burned to the ground. 55-year-old man whose name was not released was rushed to the hospital but sadly died of his injuries. Neighbor told investigators why the man was making the devices, but police did not know where he intended to sell them. So he had to pay off his uh, lawnmower and uh, decided to do it by making homemade bombs. Yeah, that is a dumb way to die. I recently found your show. You know, a lot of times you hear people tooting their own horn, but your commercial is true. You are funny. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. Could this day get any more fantastic? Let's get on with it. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Heard over the Cox Media Group radio network live from WHIO in Dayton, Ohio heard over KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma WOKV in Jacksonville, Florida and WSB in Atlanta speaking of Atlanta I saw this story about worksite robberies so if you've been paying attention to the news Probably in the last six or seven months, there's sort of been this rash of these thefts that would take place at a mall. And usually it's like a high-end uh, store, like a Gucci store or, you know, a Rolex or someplace like that. And what would happen is a, a group of uh, people would go in and they would just go right into the store and just start smashing the display cases and stealing stuff right out of those cases right in the middle of the day because they know that most places that uh, that they're going to rob nobody's going to do anything nobody's going to try to stop them because they don't want to get shot I don't know I'm sure they have if they uh, brandish weapons when they go in but I've seen I've seen videos of people do this like at a Kohl's department store there's like that Sephora in, in the, a lot of the Kohl's now, I've seen videos. Of, they just go in. They're just robbing and just throwing stuff into a backpack and nobody stops them. They just keep, you know. But this is something I've not heard of before. This is happening down in Atlanta. There have been a number of cases where tree removal crews have been targeted by armed robberies. Uh, the crews say uh, thieves storm the work sites and steal expensive chainsaws and other tools. And they talked to a guy who owns a tree service. He says, basically, a car abruptly pulls up to the work site, and everybody's kind of standing there watching what's going on. And one man uh, stays behind the steering wheel, and a couple of other guys get out with guns. And one guy, they said, had a chain with a giant lock on the end. That's a deadly weapon. 
one of them smashed the window and the other grabbed the chainsaw and they were gone in 30 seconds. And apparently these uh, steel or these uh, professional grade uh, chainsaws can be sold for nearly three grand. Really? A $3,000 chainsaw? They say they can be quickly sold on the street or online. So I wonder if we're going to start seeing that. If we're going to start seeing a, a rash of kind of like the smash and grab robberies at uh, malls and department stores and places like that. If, uh, if these are going to just start showing up at uh, concru- uh, construction sites. Right? You, you got all these guys and gals who are working on a building or whatever it is that they're doing. And then all of a sudden a van pulls up. They pour out, the thieves pour out. A couple of them might have guns. And they just go around, start stealing, you know, whatever they can grab and throw into the back of the van and and take off. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We have some uh, creeper news to report. Crazy creep! Bunch of weirdos. Sounds like a creep to me. Whack job. You know what? You're starting to creep me out, man. Your move, creep. You little creep! This one is uh, super creepy because it has to do with a teacher. And uh, it takes place in uh, New Jersey. A uh, social studies teacher at uh, Northern Burlington County Regional High School has been accused of sharing his foot fetish with a teen girl. And he threatened to kill himself if she told anyone. Thirty-one or a forty-three-year-old uh, creeper sent messages to the girl over the span of a month, telling the girl he had a desire to be crushed, as though he was one inch tall by a foot. Now I've heard of uh, foot fetish before, but that the crushing is that a thing? I've <laughs> never heard of that before. Uh, investigators also said the teacher bragged to the girl about kissing the feet of females who were passed out during college. Wow. And this guy became a teacher. Uh, when the student said she didn't understand and was not interested, police say the teacher told her, quote, dare not mock it until she tries it. I'll tell you what, you know, I, um, I sign up for Google alerts to get news stories to talk about on the show. And one of the stories or one of the categories is always teachers because there are, uh, you know, the vast majority of teachers are good teachers. They're decent people, but like any profession, there's bad apples. It is amazing to me how many teachers are getting in trouble for this kind of thing. It is remarkable. I think this is one of those things that goes on and people don't talk about. It's like they don't want to talk about it. And I don't know why. If it's because you figure you send in your kid off to school, you you would want to know if somebody's up to no good, but there's also a part of you where you might be like out of sight, out of mind. Like, I don't want to hear about what it's like out there. Does that make any sense? Kevin, you've got teenage daughters. I mean, I can't even imagine if something like this happened in the, your kid's school. I wouldn't. I, 
you would have somebody else running the show that <laughs> following be, Sunday because I'd be I'd, in prison. Yeah, I'd be visiting you on uh, visiting that day, would absolutely, right? But I think, I think you would think that gun laws and teacher hiring practices would go hand in hand for background checks and things of this nature and like really in-depth like things like red flag laws and things of that yeah. nature. Like this guy should be removed. Like you, I get it. You like feet, but now you've let your I like feet get into my child. Yeah. So you need to go. The uh, the police complaint says the girl suffered severe anxiety, of course, and uh, pressure due to keeping the teacher secret. The student wound up needing therapy and medication. Uh, repeated requests to the school district administrators about the employee status of the teacher, who was also the boys' bowling coach, were not answered as of Wednesday. Wow. That's, uh, I, you know, teachers have such a uh, tough job. And when you, when you see and hear stories like this, it just makes it even harder. Because, you know, if you're, especially if you're a young teacher, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I would be, I would be very concerned if I, I were a parent of a, of a teenage, uh, student especially a daughter i hate to take it uh, immediately light but as soon as you said he was also the boys bowling coach immediately i think of the jesus <laughs> but for some reason it just immediately brought me right. to that's right man from big lebowski yeah yeah i kind of get that i kind of get that uh, 937-457-1290 we have some florida man stories oh, always ambitious so this happened in estereo i think is how you pronounce it e-s-t-e-r-o florida it's in southwest florida uh deputies there arrested a man they say threatened to stab a father at a restaurant in the neck with a fork uh, investigators said the family was eating dinner with their two kids at the Wasabi Steakhouse when the young kids became disruptive and loud. I hate that. I hate that. My wife and I went to a Mexican restaurant here in town, uh, here in Dayton last night, and they took us into a uh, kind of a back room, and there was this long table, and there were like five kids under the age of five, and I thought, oh, my God. Bring me the tequila now. <laughs> but surprisingly, they, uh, they were well-behaved. It's, it's surprising in today's world. Uh, investigators say, um, oh, the, uh, the video shows the, uh, the 49-year-old assailant. Uh, by, the na- by the way, his name's Joe Vader. <laughs> like Darth Vader, but Joe Vader. Uh, the video shows uh, Joe Vader at the table next to the family. He became agitated and started arguing with the dad over the kids. Now, see, that's an interesting point. When you are in that kind of situation, do you say something to the parents? Or do you say something to maybe the server? And say, hey, look, these kids are, you know, acting up. 
could you please talk to them and tell them to calm down or move us? That's what I would do. If I was really upset, and I don't know that I would get super upset, though I did get upset at that lady at the Duncan today. So maybe I would be that guy. I don't know. But I don't know that you, I don't know that I would be somebody that would go to the parent and talk to the parent. Maybe at one time you could do that, but you just, you, ha- <laughs> you got to be careful anymore. I mean, all that guy had was a fork. That dad could have had a 357 or something. As long as the guy isn't isn't wearing like an American flag shirt or have a cauliflower ear, then you're all right. And you think you're okay? Uh, according to the arrest report, uh, Vader threatened the father and his family. The report went on to say the situation became even more hostile as Vader picked up a fork, looked at the victim, and threatened to use the fork to stab him in the throat. <laughs> All because of misbehaving kids. Uh, the family soon left the establishment after uh, Vader. That's just funny to say Vader. <laughs> allegedly got uh, inches from the father's face and continued to be belligerent. Moments later, the security video, security video shows uh, Vader and the woman he was with. Got to wonder about her, how embarrassed she was. Uh, gesturing, gesturing at the Wasabi staff as they exited the building. Investigators said the father of the family and Vader continued to exchange words in the parking lot as the family got in the car. Uh, Vader is also accused of punching the family's car window, causing damage. See, all because of some loud-mouthed, bratty little kids. You know why Vader lost? Tell me. The dad had the high ground. You think? Yeah. Probably. Well, there you go. There's your uh, Florida man story for tonight. Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Do me a favor. Here's a nice kid. He's been with us for a while. Everybody likes him. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Todd. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290. Or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Just had that story about the uh, family in Florida that were basically attacked by a guy when they were at a restaurant. Their kids were acting up, and this 48-year-old guy threatened the dad of the misbehaving kids with a fork. We've all been in those situations, right? Where you're at a restaurant and kids are acting up. But there's a couple of things you have to keep in mind. For one, what's the restaurant? Right? Like, there's there used to be a pizza place here in uh, in Dayton, Ohio. And it was, they, they like catered to kids. It was called CeCe's Pizza. And it was this big pizza bar. And it was super, super cheap. So, like, you could take your kids there, and they could just fill up on pizza, and every single table that you would, when you went in, every single table had one or two kids, or more. It wasn't a place that adults went to by themselves. CeCe's Pizza was not the place to go on a date, right? It's uh, basically kids. So when you go into some place like that, you kind of have to expect chaos, to a certain extent. Now, I have no issue with uh, kids who are crying at a table. 
You can't do anything about that. Now, I would say that you could take the kids maybe into the other room or go to the bathroom and settle them down or whatever. But again, it's a kid's place. This place where this uh, incident occurred that we were talking about was at a, a restaurant called the Wasabi Steakhouse. Now, I've never been to the Wasabi Steakhouse, but that sounds like it might be kind of a nicer, like Japanese steakhouse. That's not the place where you expect kids acting up. Now, it doesn't say in the story how they were exactly acting up, right? Were they, were they just screaming or were they running around? Because that's what drives me nuts as an old guy. <laughs> you know, I, I can deal with the kids at the table. I really can. But it's when they start running around. I don't fault the kids. It's the parents. And usually, if I see that, usually I, I've, I'm good for about three or four minutes. And I'm watching, and I know people do this. They're watching mom and dad or whoever's with them after they've been running around for a little bit. Like, what are they doing? Are they trying to stop them? Or are they just not even paying attention? That's probably what set this guy off with his fork. Right? You know, the kids were probably acting up, running around in a decent restaurant, and not doing a thing. Now, he shouldn't have used a fork. He shouldn't have threatened the guy to stab him, fork him in the neck, right? But I can certainly understand why somebody would be that incensed. But then it went out into the parking lot, you know. Now, Kevin, when you, you, when you kids were little, I mean, if they acted up like that at a restaurant, what did you do? Did you take them outside and just... Calm them? Or I take them out. You just take them out. No, uh, my children never really um, were at the lengths that I've seen some children go to in, in restaurants. Like, I've had I've had attitude. That's about the worst I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's par for the course. But CeCe's, I remember CeCe's, and that was a place for adult misery. You yes, went there, if you wanted to be miserable, you brought your it kids was. to CeCe's. Yeah, yeah. And they also had a game room. So, you know, when you're when you are uh, combining all you can eat crappy pizza and a game room and it's nothing but kids, that right there is a uh, combination you want to avoid at all costs. So I get it. I get it. All right. Well, thanks for listening tonight. Uh, We'll be back next Sunday. Heard over WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma, WOKV in Jacksonville, Florida, and WSB in Atlanta. Thank you so much for listening tonight. You can find me on social media at Evening Edge Todd. You can also send me an email, eveningedgetodd at gmail.com, and get the podcast of the show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and at eveningedgetodd.com. Have a terrific week. And we'll talk to you next Sunday night here on the Evening Edge. That's it. I'm pulling the plug. You know what? I'm done. Well, is that it? Is that all? Oh, that was fun. over, ladies. Not bad, huh? Will you get an A for effort? Good night, sweet punch. Peace out, Leah. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Good night, everybody. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.